Thank you for tuning in to today's life message from Cornerstone Church. We hope you enjoy today's encouraging message. If you would like more information about the church, stay tuned after this podcast. All I can do is say thank you, Jesus. Glad to see everybody's here that's here. And I'll tell you, the Lord is so good. He's so, we're blessed, so blessed, so blessed. I want to tell you what I saw. Uh, I saw, I saw this on, online. I didn't see this personally. But um, I saw this lady, and she had this huge buggy full of toilet paper. As much as you could get in a buggy stacked up as high as you could. And she was returning it. Oh. <laughs> and Walmart wouldn't take it back. <laughs> Good for Walmart, right? <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to I want to share with you <clears throat> this morning from um, from Matthew, but I got something I want to read you here. Um, here's what um, Dr. Ben Carson said. <clears throat> he said, "We have been conditioned to think that our politics can salute, can solve our problems." But at this point, maybe we, maybe we will wake up and recognize that the politics created the problem. And so we're, we're looking. I want to read to you out of, um, I want to just share this before I actually get to the message. But in um, 2 Chronicles 7, 13 and 14, it says this. If I shut up the heaven so that there be no rain, have we experienced a drought in in the last year or so? We have. Lots of fires in California, out west, and what have you. If I shut up heaven and there be no rain, if I command the locusts to devour the land, anybody know where locusts is real serious at right now? Where? Africa. Hundreds of thousands of acres is just being eaten by locusts. And if I send pestilence among my people, what are we at right now? You know what a pestilence is? It's not locusts. That's that was. It's this is like what we're we're going through as a, as a nation, as a world. He says it says if I send pestilence among my people, there is a cure for this. Does anybody know what the cure is? Anybody know? Here it is. Verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. That's the cure. The cure is, the cure is getting closer to the Lord. But you know what the world's telling us? Social distance. Even yesterday when the governor's order was overturned for churches that churches could mass, mass, uh, have mass crowds and you can come in your building now, um, it came along with, we want you to social distance, we want you to do this, we want you to do that, but in your case, it's volunteer. So I said, well, we'll volunteer if we want to, and you don't have to volunteer if you don't want to, right? So here's the thing. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I'll forgive your sins and heal your land. That's secure. 
So right now, I want you to bow your head. I want you to humble your heart. You know, we can do that. We can exalt ourselves in pride or we can humble ourselves before the Lord. We can do that. We can do that. Thank you, Father. I humble my heart before you this morning. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins, my shortcomings. And I thank you, Lord, that you're going to heal the land that I live in, my house, my church, your church, this place, that you're going to heal and we're going to walk together. We're going to humble ourselves so that we can we can know your presence like we've never known before. That we can walk in the righteousness of Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Do you agree with that? Amen. Do you agree with that? I didn't mean this is not my church, by the way. This is the Lord's house. It's the Lord's church. I don't own the deed. It's not titled my name. So, but um, it's my church because I attend here. It's your church because you attend here. It's our church together. Um, I want to share with you from, this is really, Matt, I want to share with you from Matthew chapter 19. Um, Matthew chapter 19. Verse 13, then some of the children brought, and, and some of the children were brought to him so that he might lay hands on them and pray, and his disciples rebuked them. You ever notice sometimes the church can just get, some people can just get in the way to, Jesus' disciples rebuked him. <clears throat> but Jesus said, this is what Jesus said, he said, let the children Leave, let the children alone and do not hinder them from coming to me for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After laying hands on them, he departed from there. Jesus said, let the children come to him and because this attitude is such as the kingdom of heaven is. The attitude of having a heart that is submissive and a heart that is drawn towards the Lord. I was asked this morning about somebody who is used to be in the gospel, be in the kingdom. I know people right here that used to sing on this stage, preach from this pulpit, who are denying the very existence of God today. See, this whole thing is a heart issue. The world, listen... The Bible says that in the last days, one of the things that would be relevant would be a lot of is sin would abound. How many of you know that on this abounds sin? On this abounds righteousness. Your heart is what makes the difference in what, what you watch and what you don't watch. Is what's found inside of you. And what's found inside of you will be the thing that drives you forward. Or just you sit still. See, I 
I, um, when this whole thing first came around, this uh, pandemic, 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 came around, and I was praying, and I felt like the Lord said to me, I don't have to worry about this. Do you know that, that he gave me a word? I feel like he gave me a word, and, and, uh, and somebody said to me, about how bad it was and how terrible things are in other countries and what have you, and I just said, okay. Because the Lord's protection can protect you. It wouldn't be his protection, right? It can protect you, and I believe God is, is protecting us. But, but um, he's, Jesus said, let these children come to me and let them come, and Jesus lays hands on him and I'm not so sure, but I wonder how many of those little children grew up and actually went about preaching the gospel. This is, this is blessing the children. This is, this is about the heart point. I want I you to go to the, um, it's, a, it's, a last, it's verse 26. Can you put up verse 26? I want to get to the, the point, what I'm trying to say. I want to get to the point because I feel like I'm kind of rambling, and I want to go to the point. This is, this is the point of what I'm going to try to share with you this morning is, and looking, and looking at them, Jesus said to them, with people, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. I want you to see the definite distinction between what man says and what God says. With man, it is impossible. With God, all things are possible. And I believe that. Now, we're going back to verse 16, Albert. And someone called to him and said, Teacher, what good thing shall... Everybody read the next word. What's the next word? What good thing shall I? This is I-centered. This is I-centered. He says, he said, Teacher... What good thing shall I do that I may obtain, obtain eternal life? What good thing must I do? Now, it's a good thing to do good things and bless people. And, and it's a good thing to be gracious and kind. And it's a good thing to do all those things. But those things are not going to get you, not going to get you the answer you're looking for. And, he's, and he said, verse 17, he said, and he said to them, why are you asking me about what is good? There is only one who is good. But if you wish to enter into, the, enter into life, keep the commandments. Do you know you cannot keep the Ten Commandments? You cannot do it. There's not a person alive who can keep the Ten Commandments. Do you know there's one commandment in the Ten Commandments that man cannot keep? Thou shalt not covet. It's impossible for man to not covet. On some level or another. Have any of you ever said, I like her dress? Have you said that? In a way that, that looked good on me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you ever got, since I'm going to pick on Taylor girls. Have you ever had 
went to the closet, put a dress on, and one of the other girls wanted to jerk it off you because they wanted to wear it. Yeah, sure. So you cannot keep the commandments. So Jesus told him, and this is what he said. He said this, but if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Then he said unto them, I have not committed adultery. I'm not, I'm not murder, committed murder. I'm not committed adultery. I'm not stole. I've not bear fault witness. I've, uh, you should love your mother and your father. I mean, you should love your mom and dad. Um, and he said, love your neighbors yourself. You know, even all those commandments, you can't, you, you can't love your neighbor as yourself. You can love your neighbor and you can do the very best you can. But he gave him, Jesus gave him a list for him to self-examine himself and see that even in his keeping of all these things, he still fell short because listen to this. The young man said to him, all these things have I kept, but what am I still lacking? See, what am I still lacking? He said he kept everything. And Jesus said this, Jesus said unto him, if you wish to be complete, go and sell your, por your portions and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. That's the only way to have eternal life, not necessarily sell your portions, but come and follow me. That is where the answer is, is coming and following me. Now, I, I find something in this scripture kind of interesting that I, I, um, I think it's got a, something to it. It said it in verse 21, it says, if you wish to be complete, go and sell your portion. He never, told, he never told him to just give his property away. He told him to sell it and give it to the poor. And I believe there's a distinct reason for that, and this is just in passing, is that people who have obtained something by the means of work and easy come, easy go, but people who have earned things by work know what the value of it is. And Jesus knew that telling him to go and sell it, he would end up with more value to give to the poor because there are people who don't know what something's worth or the value of something. But, but Jesus, even in that, told him to sell his, his possessions and, and then give that to the poor, not just give his possessions away. But anyway, that's just in passing. Because when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. He went away grieving. See, that's because of where our heart is. Bible tells us lay up treasures in heaven where neither moss nor rust or corrupts. And, but, but this man let things have him. I've said this on a number of occasions, not necessarily from the pulpit, but I've said this. When you, you will either have money or money will have you. You will either have property and valuable things or they'll have you. There's no in between. You know that? There's really not. A lot of, there's, just, there's not really anything in between. And Jesus, he went away grieving because he was very wealthy. And Jesus said to his disciples, truly I say unto you, it is harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven Again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle 
than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Does anybody know what I have a needle is? It's not one of those little needles that you put thread through. Does anybody know what a biblical eye of the needle is? Well, I will tell you. When they built cities, they built them, they fortified them. They left a spot that's about this high, and it's rounded like this, and it goes into the city. And when caravans would come, they, they would have to stop their camels. If They would stop their camels, and they would take all of their goods off of the camel's back. The camel would have to get down on its knees, and somebody in front of him would get a hold of the leash, or the car, whatever that's called, and they would camel, and the camel would walk on its knees to get through. And what Jesus was saying here was, the rich man needed to empty his heart and empty his load to walk into the, to get into the city, to get into the kingdom. And so, it's a position of the heart to put ourselves, we have to put our, we have to put our focus on the Lord. We have to put our focus on the Lord to keep us because it's easy to get exalted. Look at what Nebuchadnezzar said. Nebuchadnezzar said, he went out and looked at Babylon and he said, look at the great city I have built. And he exalted himself. Satan knew who God was in a way that we don't. And he said, I'm going to ascend and be like the most high. He said that five times. He said, I'm going to ascend and be like the most high. And when he went to ascend and he went to the four there with his prideful heart, God threw him right out. And so, and so his disciples heard these things, were astonished. Verse 25 said they were astonished. Then, he said, then they said this, who can be saved? Who can be saved? And Jesus replies in verse 26, looking at them, Jesus said to them, with, God, with people, it's impossible. But with God, it is possible. All things are possible. Not just one thing, but all things are possible. And I want to, um, but with God, all things are, are possible. You know, in Isaiah, it says that our righteousness, what we consider righteousness, is filthy rags. But you know, in the New Testament, it says Jesus became poor that we could become rich. He became poor that we could be in the kingdom. He came to earth and sacrificed his own life that we could have life. In, in James' gospel, it says this. <clears throat> it says, it says, <clears throat> excuse me, it says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Resist the devil, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Because because it is God's purpose to fellowship with us. Even in the Garden of Eden, it was God's purpose to fellowship. I want to read you something else. I, um, Satan, <clears throat> Satan did not tempt Adam and Eve to steal, to kill, 
to commit adultery. He simply tempted them to question the word of God. Think about that. He simply tempted them to question the word of the Lord. I want to say to you, all is well. All is well. Just keep yourself focused. Keep your heart humble. Keep yourself walking before the Lord. And all is well. All is well. All is well. Because we have the cure. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their weak ways, then I will heal the land, forgive your sins, and heal the land. And that is, the, that is what I feel like the Lord has given us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take a little time, next five minutes or so, and let's just worship God. Let's just worship the Lord. Bow your heads, close your eyes, and let's just begin to worship. Father, we worship you. Father, we worship you. Father, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. We thank you this morning. We humble our hearts. We come as those children came. We come realizing that we, I cannot do anything, but that you can. That you can supply, you can provide. And that you can give us when we have no way. You can help us when there's no way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. I had a Bible school teacher who was, um, I told you a story a couple weeks ago. He's from Switzerland, I believe. Scotland, you're right, it was Scotland. I got to keep the country straight. Scotland, and, and they were way up in the mountains, and he was pastoring, and they were out of food. They had anything to eat whatsoever. And they were praying, and he hears this thump on the door, and he goes to the door because there was snow everywhere went to the door and his fox had caught a rabbit ran into his door and dropped the rabbit and ran off well we have plenty of food we don't at my house we have plenty of food but i went out to my wife's car and she didn't buy these i don't know where they came from but there was a whole big old box of somebody stuck a big old box of canned goods in the back of our car See, because God knows what you need. We got plenty of canned goods. We're not. But God wants to give us more and abundant and help us and walk with us and show his faithfulness. I believe the Lord just simply wants to show his faithfulness. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's encouraging podcast. You can find out more information about the church on our Facebook page at Cornerstone of Victory Church, Statesville. Remember, Life begins at the cross.